welcome everybody to the latest episode of the lands meet my brand new experimental interview based dragon age podcast where every week i bring on a new guest and we talk about dragon age today i am incredibly excited to say that i am joined with the amazing artist fella fella hi how are you doing i'm doing great i'm i'm very excited this is my first podcast i'm ever recording and yes. i'm so happy to be here absolutely i'm honestly so excited that you wanted to come on in the first place because i love your artwork and seeing all your content on instagram and you know the cosplays that you do and i'm like you know what i see you know this up-and-coming artist who is doing twitch streams and it's just really building a great rep and just putting out amazing content i'm like you know what i really would like you on this podcast so i'm so glad that you took the invitation and we're doing this like oh, hell thank yeah. you so much i'm yeah. so excited <laughs> let's just get straight into this uh, fella i may say fila i was just informed by fella that <laughs> i've been saying her name wrong the entire time it's not <laughs> it's not fila it's fella so i'm gonna try and remember to pronounce it correctly Fella, what does Dragon Age mean to you in any capacity whatsoever? Dragon Age is one of the very few games that taught me very important life lessons. Oh, um, wow. And yeah. yeah, it's also a world for me where I can, you know, just escape and enjoy the amazing lore. It, it, it is a lot of lore that I still have to catch <laughs> up, but it's... It's just amazing to see how a game, what uh, what kind of choices you make, that yeah. the consequences can be so massive. I have never experienced something like that in a game before. And, and the first time for you, is, it's, it's been with Dragon Age. Yeah. Where you feel those ripple effects of just the consequences and the choices that you've made. And it's like, wow, exactly. that actually played an effect. Yeah. yeah, and what what I also well what I think is also very memorable in Dragon Age is also like the character writing. Yeah, like, you yeah. have you have pretty simple written characters. You have very complex written characters. You have like a huge range, which well you know every part is very important for the game and for the story. So it's yeah. it's really great. Do you have any favorite Dragon Age characters? Do you even have a single favorite? <laughs> People who know me already know the answer. Yeah, I know the answer already. <laughs> I know, just <laughs> let everyone else know. <laughs> I mean, beside Cullen, <laughs> beside Cullen, um, it's also Anders. So what do yeah. you like? Well, we'll go with Colin first. What do you like about Colin? Yeah. What is it that makes it for Colin for you? Sorry that I'm laughing, but <laughs> this it's will be good. a monologue now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, the thing I like about Cullen is he is present in all three Dragon Age. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you can also see a huge character development throughout the series. Like from being yeah. this, you know, insecure Templar who really suffered through yeah. this whole circle thing that was going on. And then being that commander who, yeah, who is slowly doubting his work, Yeah, you know, and yeah. then having a fresh start in Dragon Age Inquisition and, you know, also fighting against his inner demons. It's, yeah. I, I can very much relate to him. I think yeah. that's one of the reasons why I why I really like him. Absolutely. It shows that people can change, I think, you know. Yeah. As much as people develop in, in Bioware games and you see different sides to them. I think with Colin, you do see a character who develops their personality entirely. You know, he goes from despising mages to potentially romancing a mage in Inquisition, mm -hmm. if you go down that route, you know, it really yeah. is very, very good character development of just seeing this character flip. Exactly, yeah. So then Anders, okay. So this is yeah. where, all right, no, I'm joking. <laughs> so what is it about <laughs> Anders? <laughs> what is it about Anders that you like? Well, I mean, besides that, he loves cats. Okay, that, that, yeah, that um, is, yeah, that's adorable, yeah. <laughs> I, I just think he has a very huge impact in Dragon Age 2. This is yeah. like, yeah. The, he, I, I'm only speaking facts here. He is uh, making some huge changes within Dragon Age 2. And yeah. when you played Awakening, you can also see that when Justice came across how he changed through Dragon Age 2, I, I think people sometimes misinterpret him. Yeah. Um, and he is one of the, maybe also the most controversial character throughout the series. And I think 
we need such characters. They're yeah, important for yeah. every story. Absolutely, yeah. Like that's that's one of the reasons I do love Saul as well. He does have a certain controversy to his character, but it's not without reason and his method behind his madness. Yes, he does want to commit mass genocide, but at the same time, it's the moral ambiguity around it, the fact that he thinks he's saving more people in the process. And mm. I think it's it's good to be questioned on your morals and what you do believe and what you don't believe. I think it's, you know, in a fictitious space at least, you know, we're not gonna you know, we're not supporting any of that but it's it's yeah. good to have those questions in that fictitious space where it's like okay so what is he doing what he's doing seems to be for the greater good what he's going to do in, in Solace's case is to save all of the modern and the previous elves by redoing what he originally created that that sounds like it's a, a morally decent choice to make it's just that obviously it will see the destruction of the current world that we live in and with our characters in that world it's not it's therefore we deem it as bad and I think the only way we would actually get a true measure of if his action was good or bad is to see it go down eventually but even if he is not uh, successful in that mission, it's still good to see those characters who are morally complex and why they believe those things and, and what makes it for them and what, you know, their, their core values and why they believe that sort of thing for a reason. And, and and I like that, you know, in Dragon Age. It really pushes those questions. You know, you can love those characters without supporting their beliefs. You know what I mean? Like, I love Solas, yeah. but I don't support what he's going to do. That's why I do intend on killing him. <laughs> Cover your ears, Solar Balance. Uh, but I do intend on, <laughs> on stabbing him and killing him if I can if assuming that my inquisitor has a choice in that if it's my new hero I don't know yeah it, it just goes to show that you can like and love these characters but not actually support what they believe in because I don't know that many people who actually want to see Fadus burn because I mean if you are a Solovan out there and you do want that I mean Solas has also left you in the world to burn too so you're essentially going to be killing yourself if you do <laughs> if you do want Solace to succeed. So it's that, you know, I, I love those questions of Dragon Age. I think that's one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite franchises too, because it delves into that. And then with Andits, you've got the whole thing around, you know, Mages versus Templars and then blowing up a Chantry. You know, I don't, I, you know, there's a lot of real life attachment to that, but that's not what I focus on. I think it's the, 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 the questions that it brings out is what I enjoy. Yeah. And I mean, when you romance Anders in Dragon Age 2, it's even harder for you to decide. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I, I don't know, can I spoil here? Yeah, of course you can. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, if if uh, I should kill him or not. Yeah. I mean, when I had my first playthrough and I had this decision, I I didn't knew what to what to choose. I I yeah. left him alive, but you know, it's it, it yeah. was a very weird feeling to yeah. do that. And I yeah. think if I would go the the other way, I would feel weird as well because yeah being confronted with is such a decision to kill somebody that you actually love it's yeah ooh, yeah yeah it's hard absolutely like i say i will attempt to, to kill solas on my non-lavellan playthrough but mm. on my lavellan playthrough obviously i'm gonna do the opposite like you know i think it's okay it, it'll be all right for me to kill to attempt to kill solas with my canon josephine the, the, the main trevelyan but if i was playing at lavellan they were imported into dragon age 4 like that's gonna be a suffocating choice to make like i don't you know, yeah. it's going to be hard because you're killing someone who you love. Uh, and it's, that's why I love Bioware. It's tragic. You know, it's like, it is. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just blew up a chantry and you love him. Do you think that he should have some punishment? You know, you, you might not be pissed off because you could be a mage. But at the same time that, you know, he has done something in vengeance or you could say injustice. But, you know, that guy, he's killed innocent people. And mm. it's like, I love the, the moral conundrum of it because it's, yeah. It's not easy. It's a tricky choice to make and it's supposed to be. And I think, you know, not going off too much of a tangent, but that's why sometimes the fandom can be a little bit too much because we're supposed to have these unique playthroughs and opinions. And I think it's a little hypocritical when the fandom is like, no, you must do the set playthrough or you, you must oh, like this character. Yeah. It's like, well, no, because we all have these different intricate playthroughs that define our experiences. And some of us love Anders, some of us hate Anders. But I think instead of bogging each other down in what they did, I think we should instead just respect that the fact that these games have so many choices and consequences and we're allowed to do that instead of being you know nitpicky and like well you didn't you know yeah. anyway I, I just to put my five cents on it I, I mean it's a role-play game yeah we have different choices and everybody is up to choose whatever they want yeah. so yeah. I don't think there should be like I have experienced something like that someone came up to me saying oh you're playing as a Kooslind 
and uh, you're romancing yeah. Alistair, but it, it, this is so wrong. You should play yeah. as a male mage and romance Morgan. And I'm like, dude, you can no. do that. I, yeah. you know, I don't care. I play my game like I want to play it because yeah. I enjoy yeah. it that way. Absolutely. Something, you know, in relation to that, like something I do in my first ever playthrough of Dragon Age is I just portray the new hero as myself. That And, and that is just so I can, in that moment, make the decisions that I would make if I was in that situation. And I think for a first playthrough, it's just fun to do because you don't know the choices and consequences. You don't know what will happen. And you go, okay, if I was in this scenario and I had to choose between Alistair or Hawk, real life me would probably choose Hawk to stay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, really? Everybody. I love Alistair too much. Oh. I love Alistair too much. I love Alistair too much. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I'm, you yeah. Know, but when I'm making a character who like has a decent relationship with Varric and got to know Hawk a bit and this character isn't a big fan of the Grey Wardens and they're specced into this and they're a mage, they may choose Alistair to stay. So I think it's, you know, I, I don't like people being like, well, how dare you have this set playthrough when my first set playthrough is myself, you know, a, a boring ass human noble warrior or rogue and, and that's it you know but that's the playthrough that i like it's fun and it's just what i do and yeah i think gatekeeping content is for me it's something that i despise is like when you're like yeah. oh you've only been a dragon age fan for a year you're not a true fan you didn't do the solace or you didn't do the anders or you didn't do whatever romance you're not a true fan or you have and it's just like guys it's not gatekeep content we love this universe we love the characters we love it all for different reasons so just celebrate that yeah if I have to decide if I would oh, yeah? leave yeah, yeah. Alistair or Hawk, <laughs> I think I, I would leave Hawk in, in the fight. Yeah. I know. I, 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 I just, yeah. you know, Alistair Alistair's is my too first good. crush. So. <laughs> yeah, Alistair's too good. Alistair is He's too... too good for this world. <laughs> I think for my first playthrough, I remember like it was 2014 and it was a weekend. I was, I was um, at college at the time. And I just spent this weekend sobbing, being like, no, I had to choose between Alistair or Hawk. And I, yeah, I think I did choose Alistair to stay, and it was awful. Ugh. Yeah. R.I.P. Alistair. I, I left in, in my playthrough. Okay, I, I have to say something, and I know people will hate me for this. <laughs> I skipped Dragon Age 2. Right, right, right <laughs> So right, right. I did New Hawk in Dragon Age Inquisition, but I played it afterwards. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when when I had this decision, I had Stroud and Hawk, and yeah, yeah. because sometimes the English German translation is a bit weird, you sometimes misinterpret things. Right. And I accidentally left Hawk in the fade. And oh I, no! I no! Like, no! no! <laughs> Why did no. the mustache guy? <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, when I first played Inquisition, right, I'm gonna get called out for this. Don't call me out, guys. Um, I didn't play Legacy DLC, Dragon Age 2's Legacy DLC, where you meet Corypheus. So when I first saw Corypheus, I was like, oh, it's that dude from DLC. I'm so glad to see him because obviously I didn't know in DA2 that you killed him. And all I knew was, was that he was the first Magister. And I thought this was an epic reveal for the, the Elder One to be Corypheus. But then everybody who had played Legacy DLC was like, oh, it was bloody Corypheus. And, and I didn't get that same feeling because I'd never played it before. So I was a lot more excited about the idea of Corypheus as a villain. Yeah. And that was great for me. Obviously, I've gone back and played it now. But I was like, oh, the third, one of the first Magisters who wrote the very heavens. And, you know, he sp spoke to Dumat. And now he's the villain against the Inquisition. That's amazing. And everyone else was like, oh, this is the dude. This is the guy who was in DA2. I killed him. And I get that now. But at the time, I was like, oh, this is so exciting. So, yeah, I guess it's just a matter of perspective, really. But, yeah, it, you know, again, goes into the point, don't gatekeep fans because they haven't played a certain thing. Like, I get it. It can be frustrating in some regard when you have had an amazing playthrough. You know, speaking for myself, romancing Solas or romancing Josephine and you want others to experience that. But it's a difference between, like, telling people to, like, oh, you should do that and actually being toxic and then commanding everybody to do that. So, you know, there's a, there's a nuance there. Like, I get it. You all want to celebrate what we love and the characters that we enjoy and the playthroughs that we love. But at the same time, like... Also, respect of his opinions, you know. Yeah. But anyway, how excited are you for the next Dragon Age, uh, fella? I'm very excited. Yay. Um, I mean, I'm in the fandom since 2019, so right. it's not that long ago. So kudos to everybody who is waiting so long for Dragon Age 4. I couldn't have this patience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm I'm very excited, and yeah. um, I have read Tivin tonight and the yes. comics that were, that were up, and I really 
uh, well, I mean, most of the characters aren't in my head right now, but uh, yeah, there are yeah. some who I think, well, I, I don't know their names. I, I have a mind of a goldfish. I'm so sorry. Don't worry um, about it. No, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. there, are, of there are for sure some uh, characters that I think we will see in DA4, but maybe I would spoil some people, you know? Honestly, so. I mean, we can put a quick little spoiler here, but honestly, I, I think people who listen to these kind of things they are probably already uh know the stuff so i think it's honestly all good to spoil okay i would like to see I, I i don't know his name anymore i don't know if his name was marcus i don't know oh marius uh, marius, marius. Yeah. yeah marius i think, I think he yeah. will I, I think he will be in da4 i i i have a he'd, feeling he'd be great to see he'd be really cool yeah. to see him pop up and be like yo I'm back in Marapis again. I and you? would via 150%. When I interviewed Nunzio and Christina, they both told me that Freema Agiaman was the model that they used to kind of draft via. Freema Agiaman is an actress who's in Doctor Who. She's amazing. So if she could be a voice actress in Dragon Age, that would be the best. So yeah. Bioware have a really good reputation with getting actors who were in Doctor Who and Torchwood. Gareth David Lloyd, Eve Miles, Gar the guy who plays Araminda Ferrantium. I could go on. There are so many people who have been in Doctor Who and Torchwood who are then in Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Free Mara Gaiman is also one of those actors slash actresses where she has been in Torchwood and Doctor Who. And there's a hypothetical, if Vaya was in DA4, she would be voice acted by Freema Agiaman. So I'm all for that. I would absolutely love that to happen. It depends if, if I want to do it. It depends, you know, if we're going to get more comics. It depends on so many factors. But it has been like one of the biggest wishes I have for the next Dragon Age is just to see or mention or a mention of more to hear so you can get Freema Agiaman, but to have Vaya in the next game because mm. she's a fantastic character. I think the thing that I attach to Vaya is when the comics came out is when I started creating proper Dragon Age content. I did a lot of Andromeda content in 2016 and into 2017, but then the comics came out, the, the, the Nunzio de Philippus and Christina Weir comics came out around yeah. 2017, 2018. And that was when I got into Dragon Age in terms of like creating proper content for it. Like those comics have served as the weight because they've came out yearly, at least a little bit yearly since then. I just have a huge attachment to Vaya over the past three, four years. And I don't want that journey to end. I get it, it's okay if it has, but she's such an iconic, awesome character. It's like, come on, come on, Bioware. Don't waste this, you know, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll there see, is but... there is potential, definitely. Yeah, there is, for sure. And, yeah. You know, there's narrative there for them to come back. So we'll see. Uh, if anything, I would at least like more comics, but we'll see. Again, that's something that, unfortunately, we're all used to is just waiting. <laughs> waiting in this drought of nothing. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we still have some time until DA4 is coming out, so maybe there will be a comic. Yeah. I really hope yeah. so. Me it too. Would be cool. Or a book like Twin Tonight served perfectly because we can still yeah. churn content out of that. Like it's like, oh yes, I'm sure there'll be more media and content coming as long as the game's taking its time. It's fine. Obviously, I'm being a little, you know, annoying little fan, but it's just nice to have material while we wait for the game. That's all. You know, it 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 is what it mm. is. But so you were introduced into the fandom in 2019. How did that, like, how did you get into the fandom then? What was that like? I was playing Witcher 3 a lot before oh, nice. um, yeah. joining to Dragon Age. And my ex-boyfriend told me, well, maybe you can play Dragon Age. I think this would be something for you. This was the biggest regret he had. <laughs> 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 um, because since that, I'm totally addicted to Dragon Age. I, I mean, I had my struggles in the first, like in the start when you, I mean, Ostaga is amazing. Yeah. But then you have like this uh, lothering part and yeah. this yeah. was mostly the part where I just stopped playing. And one day I thought, okay, you know what? You will stream this and you will get through <laughs> lothering. And this was the best decision I've ever made. Oh, because amazing. then I was, yeah, because then I was totally into Dragon Age and I finished Origins within the weekend. I played oh, wow. day and night. It was, <laughs> it was yes. insane. Yeah, I mean, I had the time because I always, uh, also was unemployed by that time. Yeah. So I used the time, you know, not wasting it and playing some good games. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It was Dragon Age. So yeah, <laughs> and now I'm playing it ever since. Amazing, that is awesome. So 2019 and now 2021, still waiting for the next game but no yeah yes. like honestly like that's still just a perfect time to come in and, and i think 20, 2018 was when we saw that dreadwolf teaser but no it, it really is a good time to come in get all yeah. the scoops of law and then be like okay 
now we're ready for whatever's next. We, yes. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you have a favorite Dragon Age game? It's Inquisition. Same I to me just too. love to. Yeah. I, I just love to explore, and there are so many beautiful areas you can see in Inquisition. But I would say when it comes to consequences and decisions, then Dragon Age Origins is the oh, better yeah. choice because yeah. I think that the story is more immersive there. But all in all, I think well, Inquisition is also my favorite because of the character creator, of course. It, it's yeah. really amazing. It's one of the maybe the best creator I have ever had in a game. Yeah, I, I also like that we have so many choices for romances. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And and how diverse they all are from each other, you know? Like mm -hmm. if you want Iron Bull, you got Iron Bull, or you got a nice Disney princess Josephine romance, you got a heartbreak and solace romance, you got a really cute lovey dovey Cullen romance. Like so much variety there, it's amazing. Yeah. And that's something that I hope that Bioware do do in the future is, you know, bringing out those more diverse romances. Maybe some that are more Absolutely. leaning towards asexual where you don't actually have a romance scene in particular, but it's more of this amazing friendship. And then I imagine you can have the opposite of that where it is just hardcore whatever stuff that, that you get from Iron Bull, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you know, so like, I do hope that they cater towards more of I personally like the asexual stuff because I like the romance part of it. You know, it's not just the scene. It's more the lovey-dovey stuff, the cute, mm -hmm. you know, like the, I, I'm, a, I'm a Josephine romancer, you know, like the hugs yeah. and the fighting for her love and the little gifts and the, the talk at the, in the Orlesian docks. It's just so cute. And hearing her backstory when she killed someone, it's, I mean, not exactly the most romantic conversation, but in the context, it is really romantic where you're looking over the ocean and it's a beautiful night, nice day in Orlais. I'd love that, yeah. but to the extent of Antiva and Tavinter and yeah, all, all that stuff. It's, I, it's focused more on the emotional bond between yeah, yeah, that's between it. the Inquisitor yeah. and Josephine. And I, I also like his, uh, her romance very much yes. because of that. Because it's like, as you said, it's like this Disney princess. Yeah. And oh, I, I wish I could give her everything she wants. <laughs> she's my princess. Exactly. So. <laughs> and she deserves, she deserves it. She deserves everything and more. She is probably one of the most adorable Bioware characters, dare I say. Just because you never really see her mad. You never really see her get angry. She, she just is always sweet. She's amazing. She is such a great character. Yeah, I just I, I love the moment. Well, it was very unexpected when I played it the first time where you do the pranks with Sarah. <laughs> and then you are in the tavern and then Josephine stomps in. Oh, and yes. you! And it's so amazing. adorable. Oh. I love it. She's even sweet when she's angry. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. She just can't even be angry for too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was one thing where I was very upset uh, that we couldn't romance Krem because I think that would also yeah. have been yeah. amazing to romance him. That would have absolutely been amazing. Yeah. Like maybe we'll see them again in the future. Krem's from Tevinter originally. Like maybe there could be a possibility for him yeah. to be mentioned at least, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think something that Lambo mentioned last time was if we see Dorian again and they're romancing Iron Bull, maybe we could see them there and then even see Krem like at a tavern local by, you know? If Iron Bull is in Intervinter, that'd be really cool to see. Speaking of which, what is something that you would actually like to see in the next game? I, I would be happy to see like all the locations uh, in yeah. Tevinter, maybe Navarra as well. That would be cool. What I really miss is like these consequences and harsher yeah. decisions. We need more drama. We need more <laughs> angst, guys. Yes, I agree. I, I want agree. to suffer through this game. <laughs> Make it tragic. Yeah, make it make tragic. Make it tragic. Please. That's the thing about Origins and Inquisition. I do love Inquisition more than Origins because I relate to it more. And it's just, in my opinion, parts of it are just a completely better experience. I love Origins, obviously, devout Dragon Age fan regardless. But for me, Inquisition takes the cake. But critiquing it a bit, Origins, like the way it does choice and consequence, there is so much. It's amazing. You like yeah. have control of so much dialogue in that game. And I get it, you have a silent protagonist, so it's less work to do with a voice protagonist. Literally, after every single piece of dialogue, you are being asked a question. You are being asked to respond much. There's so much more dialogue in that game there's so much more responses there's so much more dynamic you know content and choices and consequences that fall into that game and it just stems to the big old origin stories depending on your race your class 
and your origin, you are then opened up to so many different dialogue choices, options, choices, and consequences just based on that. And it just snowballs throughout the entire game. And, and, and it's just, it's something that I, I'd like to see again. It's just how deep Origins is because of that fact, because of that system and how it just has so many effects into it. But even more than that, yeah, just the choices and consequences you can make in Origins are a lot more dynamic than they were in the prior games. Yeah. You know, like 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 choosing how Connor da- how you deal with Connor, choosing how you deal with the elves in in the nature of the beast quest line, cho- choosing who you have at the landsmate, cho- choosing who you have at the the, the battle into the, the game, choosing what happens if you have a dark ritual. Not just so many. Whereas in Inquisition, I only remember like what there are like a couple of pivotal choices, like who's real of Valet, who's a divine, who did you yeah, side with Mister Templars. Was... Yeah, that there aren't that many to be honest, and I don't feel that different or nuanced. Yes, you hear about that in the end credit scene stuff, but in Origins you feel it. You just killed a child, or you just saved the child by ex, you know, by getting the, the mages. You just did this mm. because you know you feel those choices immediately. You just killed Alistair to get Logan. You feel that, and I think in Inquisition it's more of a side effect. Like, oh, you didn't side with the charges, therefore Iron Bolt is going to betray you in the future. And that's great, yeah. but Origins had those immediate effects, those immediate choices and consequences, and those long-standing choices and consequences, where it just felt overall an incredibly dynamic game, and that's something that is definitely lacking in Inquisition. I don't want to discredit 2, because 2 was made in 11 months. It is what it is. Whereas Inquisition was made in 3 years, so like... Yeah, but I also would like to have more endings, like an yeah. origins. Yeah. Yes. Really have, like, yes. I mean, in in Inquisition, when you play Trespasser, you you have like this one ending. Yeah. Yeah. I want to have three or four. I don't know how many endings, depending yeah. on the consequences, because you you can't have so many. I, I mean, have you played Detroit Become Human? I have not. I really want to play it, but I I've only seen parts of it. Okay, I highly recommend it because you have, I don't know how many combinations of endings you have, but it's a lot. Oh, wow. And it, it shouldn't be like 100 combinations of endings in Dragon Age, but yeah. you know, like in Origins that you can die or yeah, yeah. You, you sacrifice yourself or you, you stay alive with your uh, with your romance or not. And you yeah, just want I- these uh, dramatic and drastic um, endings. That would be cool. Absolutely, because it. Romans. Yes, and Don Romans. Yeah, because the thing about Inquisition is Trespasser, although it is amazing and I adore it, does feel like it's less of an ending to Inquisition and more of a prologue to Dragon Age Four. Like it does definitely end a lot of tie-ins to Inquisition, but then it also creates more, which I get it. An ending should do that, but at the same time, like that's why we're always hankering for Dragon Age because Trespasser ended on such a note where it's like, okay, what's next? As opposed to it kind of being a full circle ending. It was just like a cliffhanger, like, all right, Solus is out there. My Inquisitor's yeah. lost his hand. Inquisition's over. What the heck is going on now? And obviously you want that, but like all of its tones and themes of the Cunari, Solas de Winter, now just has a speculating for years of what is this going, game going to be about? And, and that in itself has kind of been a bit harmful to, to just Bioware and their future game of us speculating to oblivion about it. You want, I think, yeah, I think multiple choice is something that would be cool to see. It, you know, having different outcomes and where it, it is completely different as opposed to it being like, at the end of the day, you had two choices and that's it. Inquisition, Solas, whatever. You know, I think it would be really cool to have a, a, a completely different outcome. But I suppose that does depend on what direction Dragon Age 4 is going to go in with its narrative. Like, is it even going to be in a state where it's like, okay, yeah, you have a multiple choice ending because Solas is going to do this, Mephala's going to do that, the Veil, whatever. So it's going to be interesting. It really is what they're going to do. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. It's, it's going to be exciting to see, but I have no clue. I have no clue if we're going to be able to let the veil come down, if that's going to be a choice, if it's just going to happen anyway, if that's not even going to happen, if, I don't know, like, this, the, the potential's amazing, but that's just the potential of it, you know? Like, what do you, what are you going to do with Solas? What, what do you hypothetically think that you'd like to do with him? I would like to, to convince him not to destroy the world. That would yeah. be... Great, you know, for the sake of my uh, hawk and inquisitor and uh, Kuzland. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, would yeah, be yeah. good. Please don't destroy the world. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to convince him, like, to step down, or do you actually just want to kill him? 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's a hard question. Um, yeah. I I would like to tell him to step down, but yeah. if he doesn't want to, then yeah, well, yeah. I'm I'm sorry, dude. I mean, you were a good friend, but I don't want the world to get destroyed. So let's see how it goes. <laughs> I think right now, with the way I think about Solas, I don't see him as the greater evil. But he said to Lebelin that he does not want her to see what he'll become. And like, okay, so he's not at that evil point yet, but he's going to become it, as you said. And as we've kind of seen in Twin Tonight's with the Dread Wolf and the Fade. So it's like, okay, right, the Solas that we saw at End of Trespasser, I would never dream of killing because I love that Solas. But he himself is going to become something evil he's walking the journey of death so we can assume that means evil we can assume that means ghastly things so i think maybe that's a solace that we might feel like needs needs to die the current solace i would never dream of killing but the one that he's going to become the person the, the you know the man he's going to become the wolf that he could potentially become i think that we need to see what what it's going to be like but that could be an actual proper evil threat the only choice could be to i i, I mean i don't it, it's by way it's not going to be the only choice but it could literally be like a choice of all right he is that evil He's already killing magisters. He's already getting spirits and demons to serve him. This guy needs to be put down. Like, yeah. I don't know how else we're going to defeat him. I would love to have a, a philosophical debate with him, but, like, he is not stepping down. He's becoming something evil. So it's going to be interesting to see. I, I just think, you know, when I read Tevin Tonight, I think yeah. Solus is so driven into, into this plan that he has. And it would be so good that when you have this conversation with him of confrontation, yeah. that you basically wake him up. Like, Solus, wake up. You're not the person you yeah. are. Yeah. Just imagine if you would be Lavellan in that point. That uh, I, I just hope for it that the Inquisitor will have the chance to at least convince him to wake yeah. up from his uh, and stop yeah. his plans that would just be ah oh, perfect that would be uh, <laughs> that, that would be ideal like yeah. having your inquisitive like no this isn't the you know forget who you were in the past this is not who you are now you don't need to be that you can be something else you know like that would be so much angst but i love it <laughs> you know like the right yeah. amount of angst of look at who you are look at what you've done you don't need to do this. You know, I understand yeah. why you are doing what you are doing. You think it's for the great good, but you're going to kill me. You're going to kill this world. You're going to kill everyone in it. And you've seen, you do care for this world. You do care for us as evident with Lavelle yeah. and the Inquisitor, you know. So, ah, that, it'd be so good to see I that. mean, you always have a choice. You don't yeah. have to play this role. You always have a choice to yeah. take another course. Absolutely. And I think maybe that is what they're already teasing with the fact that we do see the Dread Wolf at one corner and we see Solas on the other. Maybe Bioware are fully set up for like, okay, if you are going to play this game with the intention that you want to redeem Solas, maybe you can do that. But also if you want to stop him or if, I don't know, like certain choices that you've done or whatever goes on in the next game and he just wants to fulfill his scheme, then he is the Dread Wolf. I think that might have some play into it. I think like based on that mural, which I know is concept art, it does seem like there might be some kind of choice and yeah. and, and obviously foreshadowed by, by trespassers ending like okay he still is solas but at the same time he is rising as a dread wolf to destroy the veil but he's still solas so there might be a chance to redeem what he mm -hmm. is you know I, I i hope um that could just be complete speculation based on a mural but you know it, it seems like it and it's not by you know by where as much as you know inquisition kind of in the end it does have this kind of two choices disband the inquisition don't disband it redeem solas don't attempt to redeem solas i think when it comes to characters and character fates they are so dynamic about that you know like absolutely absolutely yeah. logan look at logan can die in Lansme, you can recruit him, and he can be an Inquisition, and he can have the child of Morrigan. You know, complete dynamic antagonist yeah. who has a completely amazing journey. Um, so I, I don't think it's going to be Black and White Solace. It never has been with Bioware, and I do not think. I mean, Corypheus was Black and White, yeah, okay. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I think with Solace, it's not going to be a case of Black and White. He's such a morally great character. You, you know, he's like Marmite. People love him, people hate him. I think there's going to be this in between. I, th I think that mm -hmm. it, it'd be too easy if he's redeemed or if he's killed. I think it needs to be some kind of like, actually, Solas isn't a real threat or actually, I will not do my scheme. But there's a twist. Maybe you need to help me defeat the Avenurus. Maybe you need to help me do this. Maybe you need to help me with the old gods. Maybe you need to help me stop the blight. Whatever. Like, that will be the ultimate subversion if Solas is like, actually, I won't do what I said I'll do if you help me out. Or, you know, like, yeah. if we had him as an ally. I, I know, complete whack. But 
We don't know what the we don't know what the Avengers are like. We don't know what Mafal's doing. Like we don't know about the Titans. We don't know so many things. And Solas isn't evil. He's just prideful and foolish. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's yeah. doing bad things, but like he's still a good dude subjectively. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know, but at the same time, like he's got a good moral compass. Obviously, it's subjective and it's controversial, but. I see the good in him, and I know so many people do as well. And I think there is that part in him that is still there. I mean, there is no black and white. And, and this is something that um, the Dragon Age series taught me, that yeah, there is yeah. no black and white. There are so many different shades of... Okay, not referring to the Fifty Shades of Grey, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there is so many shades of grey. Um, and I think... Well, I mean, in Dragon Age Origins, you had also this, there is no black and white, but then Dragon Age 2 came and Dragon Age Inquisition. And there were so many different tones of greys that yeah. Yeah. you can't say there is right and wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. Like there are some objective things that you can say is evil. And that's what the point of the game is. Like, okay, yep, Darkspawn, Archdemons, yep, objectively evil. They want to kill people. But then the mm -hmm. game is full of these characters who defy what is good and what is bad. Like Blackwall, for example. He's a liar. He's a snake. But at the same time, he is a really nice, humble dude, you know? And yep. Solas, obviously, complicated character. Does bad things, has done awful things in the past, making up for the past by doing more awful things, but believes it's right. Just an array of these characters who, they're not good or bad, they're just great. They've done bad things. You know, Blackwall's killed children. But at the same time, he believes what he is doing. He's so, like, insecure about himself that he wants to be better than who he is, so he literally lives a fake identity. He just erotic erases who he yeah, Blackwell. Uh, he did. Yeah, he killed children. I, I didn't do that. I, yeah. I didn't know about about the dog. <laughs> that that he just looked how how the kids are treating this dog badly. But let me. I think I missed that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Need, okay. One more reason to uh, to replay Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> yeah, he killed Gaspard's targets, including children. So yeah. So yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <gasps> Yeah, so fella just learned that, that Blackwall has killed children. But you, got, you know, like, <laughs> at the same time, though, like, he's trying to be better than a version of himself in the past. And it's so much just to the fact that he hates himself, where he just creates a new identity and lives a lie just to forget, which is yeah. really traumatic. It really, like, you know, that's... But I think that's, you know, when, when you judge over him then, um, and yeah. depending on how you decide... I mean, you can feel his regret and yeah. his, oh, yeah. you know, how how much he regret to live the past life he, he did, all these lies that he uh, took with him and um, that he want to make things better. I always choose him to, like, letting him go, yeah. be a great warden and do what you need to do to be a better person yeah. for the future and for yourself even. Take take that self-care, please. Take it seriously. <laughs> take it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you got this, Blackwell. <laughs> that, that is the biggest reason I love Dragon Age, though, is because it's built on characters who have real-life experiences. You know, it's... it's mm. And I know I say this all the time, but there are so many games where you play these games and the characters are just kind of monotone, boring, don't have any dimensions to them. And then you play a Bioware game and there are just there's so much real stuff in these characters and it's like wow Dorian pinnacle example David Gader's own story about coming out as a homosexual mm. just enveloped in, in, in Dorian's character and dealing with his father so many things even just if it's about being prideful uh, or looking uh, feeling like you're better than people in regards to Solas you know living in this world feeling like you're intelligent and you're smarter than everyone and you're you know you're, you're better than everybody and you have this kind of super superiority complex and then you know and, and exploring that through Solas but then he gets to know someone for who they are and realizes that actually He's insecure, or well, not insecure, but like he isn't what he thought this world was, or who these people yeah. were. You know, he actually underestimated them, and it's just all of these things that we experience in in real life. Absolutely. I, in these complicated characters, and I love that because I see parts of myself in Vivian when she's an absolute diva, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, she could, and I'm like, I would say that, and, and I'm, I know people despise that in her, and I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that in real life. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then, you know, you see parts of yourself in Sarah where she's goofy and silly and just stupid, and I'm like, yep, that's definitely parts of me. And and it, and and then Cole, I relate to Cole so much where he's just kind of sometimes really quiet and awkward, and then just says 
like things and people are like all right call shut up <laughs> you know like yeah, where, where people yeah. don't understand you yeah. what you're yeah. saying i i can uh, relate yeah to yeah <laughs> like when i'm at work and talking about what i do and dragon age and like okay cool yep <laughs> and i'm like i don't understand. know but you know and, and that's what i love about it like there are so many real elements of these characters in dragon age and that's what defines it overall is just like yep i see parts of myself in those characters and yeah. even more than that they also teach me more things about myself and i learn about you know i don't learn about morality in dragon age obviously that's you know i don't but i also see aspects of morality that i would question and that then i pick up on and go actually i never questioned that but now i do and obviously that's what media does as a whole you know it's beauty of art but it's cool to have that you know where you're looking at and you're, you're taking apart the politics because i could never talk to someone on a on a, on a completely alt perspective and political views and kind of persuade them otherwise but dragon age can kind of show you that in a different light and be like okay yeah you might not agree with this in real life or you might you know disagree whatever with that but with dragon age it's that similar content not exactly but it's that similar context but with a different perspective and a different light and that's a great way to kind of again not learn from because i'm not learning through politics dragon age but at the same time just see that side to it you know it's it's really interesting yeah. i love it coming back to this everyday uh stuff yeah, yeah. well i mean that that's the reason why i why i relate so much to colin and i know yeah. that some people yeah. don't understand it but he had gone through uh ptsd which yeah. i also had and i had a very traumatic experience in my past and right. he is showing me with well i mean i'm not addicted or something but he yeah. has this learning addiction and I can some sort of relate to it with the struggle that yeah. he has to yeah. like pushing it away and he taught me that you know you can allow yourself to get help but you also have to remember that you need to go through this you you have to stay strong for yourself but you can overcome this that's one thing that I really like. You know, he he tries to suppress his problems, yeah. but once he opens, he is aware of it that the Inquisitor can't really help him that much. I mean, the Inquisitor can give him the comfort and the yeah. motivation to move on, but in the end, he has he, he has is the person. Yeah. He has to do it. And this is something that taught me, you know, to get through this. And he's my absolute comfort character. If someone yeah. comes at me uh, because they hate him, I, I, I won't say anything because it's their opinion. And I yeah. totally respect everyone's opinion. Yeah. Um, but I don't really care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Because that is, he has yeah. a different impact on me. And, yeah. you know, this is also something what I experienced like on social media, like the fandom, um, because we had it earlier with uh, gatekeeping and such. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I also think that it's important to know that there is a huge difference between tolerance and acceptance. You can right. tolerate that someone plays the game differently, that they dislike a certain character or that they uh, only play as a rogue and you don't like rogues, okay? Yeah. This is fine, but you don't yeah. have to accept it. And right. some people don't know that and they think it's unacceptable that you are playing as a rogue or as a mage. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, that's not the thing. Yeah, the, yeah. It, there, there are so many things where it, it is just ridiculous. You know, I kind of just phase it out, don't get involved uh, and just see it and go, all right, okay, whatever. But it's just ridiculous <laughs> things like you need to, you can't not play as a mage in Dragon Age. What are you doing? I've always been a warrior in my first playthroughs and now I'm, I'm more of a rogue person. But it's like, if I want to play a rogue, I'm going to play a rogue. Like, developers made this so you can play it as multiple classes. I'm not going to have someone dictate my opinion on Twitter. You know, exactly. like, these games are made by so many amazing, passionate people. And there's a person on Twitter saying that I can't do this playthrough because it's their favorite play. Like, I'm sorry, but it was intended to be enjoyed in many different playthroughs and many different ways with many different choices. If some people only want to play the game once, and that's that's it, that's absolutely fine. If they want to play it multiple times to do the same playthrough, that's absolutely amazing. If they want to romance different characters and, and they don't like a certain character, again, it's fine. As long as we're all respecting each other, great. Yeah. And that, that's what the fandom needs to learn is just respecting one another's opinion. I never see in my YouTube comments because I like to think that the people who watch my videos genuinely can respect each other's opinions and I know it's more of a social media thing anyway. My space is a place where we can respectfully talk to each other and that's why my Discord, there are, yeah, there are a few issues but for the major part, full of people who respect one another's opinions. They can agree to disagree, there are no arguments and it's rarely ever a case where there's been a massive debate and there's been sparks. No, it's, it's you know, people 
come to this place to respect each other and just talk about Dragon Age. Because there are a few places where it's just a safe place to talk, not be toxic, because it can be full of it at the moment, you know. That's the unfortunate mm. thing about, we, we, we think that when there's a drought, people just start to create drama, or they start to diss people's opinions. But I, I even think that when Dragon Age 4 comes out, you'll have this mentality, unfortunately. It might even be worse, so people are just like, no, you need to do that, you need to do this. And I think it's just building up, not not tolerating it, building up those safe spaces, and making sure that those safe spaces are kept are kept safe, you know? It's, it's yeah, yeah. N- you know, not allowing that kind of talk. Like, I get it, people can have strong opinions, uh, and, and you know, it's fine, but at the same time, like, also, if you're gonna have strong opinions, respect that someone else might also have strong opinions, so. <laughs> exactly, I mean, we are all, well, I mean, we are all adults, and yeah. you can have You should a... be, if you're playing Dragon Age, you, you should, should be. be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, if you're 15 and you're playing Dragon Age, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> well, I, I won't say anything, I played Silent no, Hill I... 3 when I was 13, that wasn't yeah. okay either. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I played Inquisition when I was 14, so I'm being a hypocrite, but at least I realize I'm being a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's one step to the right path. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and no, I mean, we are all adults, and um, I mean, you can have discussions. I mean, you can have discourse, okay? That's yeah, absolutely. That's completely yeah. fine, but yeah. respect others' boundaries. Just yeah. when, when someone feels uncomfortable and they don't want to talk about it anymore, let it be. Don't get emotional. Don't take it personally. Let yeah. it be and just scroll through. Absolutely. I, I touched the Solas. I touched the Cole. Touched to Alistair. All these goofy characters. I mean, Solas isn't goofy, but you know what I mean. But if someone doesn't like Solas and wants him to die, I am not going to be offended because I am kind of confident enough in my own opinions to be like, cool. I respect your opinion that you don't like him. I can see why you don't like him. But at the same time, like, it doesn't change... Just because you feel that way, it doesn't change my opinion. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you can completely dislike him for so many reasons because Solace can be a completely disagreeable character. Absolutely. If you're not an elf or if you don't play a certain play style, you know, where you, if you don't care about, like, aspects of the law, then of course you're not going to get on with Solace. You know what I mean? Like, of course you're not going to like him. If you're, you know, it's understandable. I'm also just confident enough in my own opinions where if someone feels that way, that, like, I'm not going to be offended because it's it's their opinion and they're entitled to it, you know? Yeah. I and don't there know we it have is. it again with tolerance and acceptance because this is a perfect example for yeah, how to absolutely. handle such situations i just hope that we can build a community that doesn't do this and that's what i'm doing and that's what i see that i'm doing in my discord and youtube space it's just not having digs at people who have a different opinion you know it's mm-hmm. basic human principle i think just respecting the fact that someone else has a different opinion i think if someone can dislike chocolate then i can see why people will dislike certain things that i love but it's just having a certain grace and respect where it's not malicious it's just like yeah i don't like that person but that's fine Again, I, I don't see it in my spaces, and that's why I'm really blessed to have an amazing community that are not like that. Yeah, same. I, you know, I can you, totally agree. I... Yeah. I think just being aware of that and just trying to minimalize it in your own spaces. You know, if there's any advice I can give to people who are seeing that stuff, there's a mute and block button on Twitter mm-hmm. for a reason. You know, like, find those spaces that are comfortable. Find those spaces on Tumblr and my server and on YouTube, or in any social media platform that you, you use, where they are safe and that you can have those, you know, you can have those safe discussions. Like, yeah. You know, and I know that they are limited because people like to, you know, that, that, that it's getting limited with the, the, the fact that Dragon Age is far away and not much content on it at the moment. But there are those spaces out there and they're available. And I would say find that or even that, that group of people that you know it's safe to talk about your comfort character. Like find those spaces and just mute and block people. Honestly, if you, you know, like just mute and block people. If it gets annoying, just, just go for yeah. it, you know. You don't yeah, need I to mean, people, I, please. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy to have like these little Dragon Age bubbles on social media and it's like my little internet family that i'm having because we exchange each other and if someone has a problem with someone and they come to me like hey fella i have this problem maybe you can help me out because i have some experience with social media you know there's always a way to solve conflicts and i can understand why some people are even afraid to block somebody I can yeah. Oh yeah, totally for sure. Understand for sure. Because not everybody um, maybe feels upset when they realize, oh, I got blocked. Some people can yeah. take it very personally, yeah. and then you know what will happen next. And yeah. I just think there is a reason, and people just need to learn to set 
boundaries. Yeah. I, I have to learn it for myself as well, because I never really realized that, you know, I, I, I haven't set myself boundaries when it comes to social media activity. And now uh, since I'm working on it and I know, yeah. okay, uh, I should avoid this uh, kind of conversation. I should uh, avoid this certain person. It, yeah. it has, not, you know, I, even if I don't know that person, I, I rarely block people. I yeah. try yeah. to make my own opinion about somebody, but if they get emotional towards me, against me, and yeah. uh, in a very negative way, then I say, okay, you know what? I, I can't have this conversation with you because you're getting very emotional yeah. towards yeah. me and I feel hurt, you know? And yeah. maybe after yeah. a while we can re-talk about things. I yeah. had such, such situations as well where I, I had in contact with a person for a while and then we try to rebound and, and just sort things out. It works really well, but yeah, yeah. you know, people have to be ready for this. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, not everybody's gonna get along with any, with everyone. Obviously, that's a human thing anyway, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think totally. It's, it's realizing that, you know? I, I think often we do people please and it's just, just given our nature. You're not gonna get along with everyone, that's fine. It's absolutely okay. Maybe, it's totally you know. fine. I mean, I can I can tell a funny story here. Um, yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. So um, I'm friends with someone who we hated each other first, and right. we didn't really had a conversation. We just disliked each other, right? Because of how we interact online, and then we were uh, we saw each other at a convention. I didn't realize that it was this person and we came along so good with each other. <laughs> and then I asked him, what, what is your Twitter? And then they told me and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, I blocked you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, they, and they said like, oh, uh, same. Uh, yeah, let me unblock you. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh my yeah, goodness. such coincidences can also happen, and this yeah. is, you know, there you you can see how pe people can act very yeah. uh, different, different online. in real Absolutely. life and, and online. Yeah, I, I think it just takes a case of just being kind, being respectful, but also realizing that people are complicated, complex beings, and social media isn't real. I know that people listening to this anywhere aren't those people. They probably share these grievances because they see it and they don't actually get involved in it and they're kind of just annoyed at it too. So I know we're kind of already preaching to the converted here. It's just, it's just annoying. It, it is. Yeah. And I just... I would like to just create a friendlier community, a friendlier place where we can just respect, appreciate, and uh, accept everyone, you know, every walks of life, every person who has different opinions, you know, that's what it's all about. That's what, in my opinion, you know, what community is. It's not everybody who has the same opinion. That's boring. It's everybody who has different opinions, but we can all respect and come to the come to those conversations and go, you know what? I don't agree with that, but I see your point of view and I appreciate and respect that. Yeah. That conversations then are just so much better when you just go, I don't agree with that, but I see your opinion and I see your perspective. And you know what? I've learned something now. It's so cool. You know, I'm not the biggest, for example, I'm not the biggest Blackwall lover. But then mm -hmm. I people tell me why they love him, what ticks for them, what doesn't, you know, what they really appreciate about him. And I go, you know what? I actually respect your opinion on that. And I see Blackwall differently. While I may have grievances against him like he kills children but he's trying to work on his past he's trying yeah. to be something different and i go you know what i don't dislike him entirely i can understand him a lot more now and maybe i just misunderstood him at first and that's why i disliked him but now i can completely see why he is the way he is and it's it's more grounded you can learn more if you just listen to what someone's got to say as long as they're not being annoying and arrogant about it but yeah. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's always interesting when when people are choosing a specific race in Dragon Age, or as yeah. you said, a romance, yeah. or a certain decision. And I'm like, yeah. hmm, but but I don't, I I don't judge like that, and I yeah. I don't act yeah. like that. Why yeah. are you doing this? I I want yeah. to understand it better. And this is how conversations start, and yeah. you can you can then have amazing conversations because then you share interests or yeah. you know just. Just yeah. learn the different aspects and i think this is something i'm sorry for the noises i'm living on the on the main street so <laughs> more conversations like that where we just get to know each other by asking 
oh, why have you chosen Blackwall? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Like, no. So what is it about Blackwall that you yeah. like, you know, as opposed to, yeah. no, I hate Blackwall. I hate his stupid beard and his, you know, his, <laughs> his, his, I don't know, his armor or his, his voice. What is it about Blackwall that you like? It's like, oh, well, actually, he's pretty, you know, it, 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 yeah, it's just having those conversations. Building a nice support system as opposed to building this kind of spiteful, Oh, you like Blackwall, or why don't you like Solas, or why? Do you, it's like let's have those different conversations where it's actually trying to learn stuff as opposed to trying to like you know spite someone. You know, like mm -hmm. we I don't all know. have different tastes. I think shifting gears. What is it like being an artist in the Dragon Age fandom? I had my bad experiences, but most right. of them were pretty positive. Yeah. I started drawing actively since May last year. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I have made so many great friends through through the Dragon Age artist community. It's, it's really great because, you know, with art you can also express a lot of your feelings and uh, emotions, sceneries and uh, your love and dedication to a character. <laughs> a great so, way um, to express how much you love the franchise, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to draw more, but you know, private life and yeah. having a job, so you don't really. Absolutely. And, and now my private circumstances, you know them already, so. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. really have much time, but I yeah. I met I have met so many great people, not even artists, also yeah. writers, yeah. Um, yeah. or people who just. You know, just lurk or just share their opinions. This is so sad because I know that some people who are not writing or not doing art, they feel bad because they think, uh, yeah, I'm not contributing much. You do contribute a lot. And yeah. let me tell you, there are people out there who inspire me to move on with my art and they don't even know this. They inspire me because they are posting daily things they, they share their opinions, their screenshots, GIFs, you know, everything. And this is inspiring, it's motivating, it's uplifting. And I just, you know, yeah, okay, I, I'm getting very cheesy here, but no, I just it's want good. to, you know, I just want to thank those people who are on Twitter and on, on Instagram. I'm not on Tumblr, but I think on Tumblr there are people as well who yeah. are sharing so many positive things, so many light things and creative yeah. stuff. It's really, thank you guys, because you inspire us artists and writers uh, with your ideas, your hat cannons. And what I especially love is when people are sharing stuff about their OCs. I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I was literally yeah. about to ask, what what is it about the Dragon Age fandom that you like in particular? But it literally sounds like you just covered it there in terms of just the connections you've been able to make through yeah. the fan. And that's exactly the same for me, really. Like, there are so many amazing, talented people who probably don't even know it and don't even feel it. But they also inspire me, too, to create content, mm -hmm. just to, to even just tweet or just to, like... Just just to keep on going and just you know just our ideas so many things that like just yeah. really push me as much as we did talk about how mean and arrogant the fandom can be the flip side and, and the thing that we're cultivating is the positivity and the amazing amazing amount of talented individuals in the fandom and that is that is what gets me up creating content it isn't you know it isn't the the fact that i am you know the content a content creator or the fact that you know some of the developers follow me on twitter or i get a little bit of money on youtube it's the fandom it's the community like mm -hmm. people ask me all the time why don't you create videos on other games or why don't you talk about elder scrolls or why don't you talk about and i get like a part of that is because the youtube algorithm it does stick to one thing and the dragon oh, age yeah. but but also the second part of that is actually I like the Dragon Age fandom. I don't create vids for money or for my, you know, for anything else. I create it because I love the space I'm catering to, and I feel I've got a purpose in that. And that is worth more than money, quote fame. That is worth more than any of it because it's purposeful. It's meaning. It's meaningful, and mm -hmm. I'm, and people enjoy it. I, for me, it's so wholesome and it's cheesy it is cheesy I, I apologize for the cheese guys but you know it's so wholesome that people will have notifications turned on for my videos and they get so excited to watch them i have that over my favorite youtube content creators and to think that there are people out there who i am their favorite content creator and they have notifications on for every single video that is so wholesome and exciting and that just continues to invigorate me to to create 
it's just such a nice feeling that people actually genuinely love my content and will watch every single second of it. Like, and that's what my content caters to. Like, I don't create, you know, it's not about the ad revenue. It's just about the fact that there are people out there who love, and even if it's just like two people who love watching my videos and will just enjoy it as mm-hmm. it is. And, and that's what makes it for me, really. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Creating content to make others happy is one of my main goals. Okay, I, yeah, I know yeah, I sometimes yeah. post very angsty points. Um, <laughs> um, it's just my way to cope with different things. But um, sometimes I, you know, I get messages from people saying, "Hey, thank you so much for uh, doing this artwork or sharing your story." Uh, or you know, it's very uplifting to see that I'm not yeah. alone with this. Or yeah. uh, it's great that you post so much Cullen content because there's <laughs> yeah. not en- there's not enough. And yeah, I'm I'm just happy to provide that and to cheer people up. I'm I'm just very happy about it. I was at a place where I um, made money with cosplay back in the days and i realized well i didn't did it for the money in first place um it was just people wanted to support me and so they got like prints as a reward uh like assigned prints and such right um but i realized this is so much pressure i don't want that i i want to create stuff just to make people happy and i don't really want any money for it at least you know when when I do art and people want a certain thing and they want to commission me, okay? Yeah, because then different. I really yeah. put work and effort in it. Yeah, there's a there's a difference there, isn't? Like for me, like I wouldn't want to do. I mean, I'd have to see when Dragon Age Fall comes out and how where I am, you know, in life at this point. But I wouldn't want to make my YouTube hobby a full time job unless I I could see it going somewhere. But I enjoy it as a hobby because it's just fun to have that. You, you have a full-time job, work there nine to five, mm-hmm. and then you come home and you have a hobby to do. Making that hobby your full-time job can be one way to just completely burn yourself out and just yeah. lose ambition of your hobby. Like, okay, so what are you going to do in your hobbies then if YouTube's your full-time job? Like, then you have to get new hobbies, you know? Like, no, it's not a bad way. I understand it. I completely, you know, and I think maybe when Dragon Age 4 is coming out, I might do that. I might become a full-time streamer, content creator. We'll see where I am at, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think at the moment, obviously, the, the Dragon Age is a desert anyway of, of content. I think it's just a way to burn yourself out, you know, making those those hobbies that you have. And, and it changes the focus of the hobby too. My, my hobby now is to, not to people please, but it's to just satisfy myself on the content I create, create content for myself, but also realize that there's an audience of people who enjoy the content I create for myself. Yeah. Whereas if I was doing it as a full-time job, it's to doing it with the ambition of money, the ambition of hitting that clickbait, the ambition of doing it, you know, to, to, to beat the algorithm. And that's not really something I want to become. I never, I don't want to become that. Like, you need to know this incredible news about Dragon Age 4, and then it's like a boring piece of information, like um, a Dragon Age 4 patent of like a mm-hmm. like a vehicle. Like, you know, I, I don't want to do that. I, I want my videos to be as specific as possible about it being clickbaity. I don't, I don't, I don't want to become yeah. that. Quality uh, yeah. before quantity. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think it's just, it's interesting really to see, you know, having these hobbies and, and these, and these con- you know, this content creation, there's this hob- uh, ambition, but mm-hmm. not stretching it too far where you want to burn yourself out. Yeah, I, I, I had this experience with cosplay because I did it like a half time yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. job and it really burned me out. I didn't have any motivation to move on and then I made a very long break and uh, if I would do I, I wouldn't even consider making art as a or being an artist as a full-time thing it, yeah it's just not it I yeah. I need a safe uh, job yeah and yeah absolutely I, I think there are people out there who are way more talented also inspire me and you know they they are really ambitious and i and maybe they can take the pressure but i can't that's why i told myself right away okay you know what i i don't want i don't intend i don't intend to (laughs) make this as a full-time thing i sometimes i open my commissions just so people can commission me if they want a certain piece but i wouldn't do that uh, as a permanent thing because nah, it's it's just too stressful for me it's too it's too yeah it's too kind of fluctuating too like yeah you might get so many commissions in December, but January comes around and there's nobody wanting a commission. And if it's your full-time job, for some people, they 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 they, they figure it out, they do it. But I couldn't handle that stress personally. Mm-hmm. Of like, 
like m- m- I imagine like they have savings and it's okay if January is a little bit like like for example uh, I have I know it's not art but I have a friend who's a, who's a magician and he's a freelance magician obviously oh. f- for weddings and, and stuff like that so oh that's cool yeah yeah so it's summer really busy but it comes to like February winter December he just doesn't have any work and so he has obviously savings built up for that but I I, I just personally in relation to art and YouTube unless there is a secure savings or there's a decent indication of outco- of, of income I, I i couldn't do it you know living mm-hmm. in fear of am i gonna do i need to crunch myself with videos to get enough revenue am i gonna have enough people watching am i gonna be clickbaiting so many other things too just it just wouldn't work out i don't think um again might do it in the future when dragon age 4 is like coming out and i can stream and it's exciting content at that point but I don't think I will ever permanently be a full-time YouTube creator. Don't know where my life's going though, we'll see, but I just don't see it in terms of the stress and also my purpose of YouTube. It isn't to clickbait or talk about, it It, it just isn't to be that, it's a quant- quality or quantity. I will spend a week, I could get more videos out a week if I wanted to, but they wouldn't be that quality there. I wanna get yeah. new fly cams, I want the scripts to be perfect, I want to have a little few, a few jokes in there too, I want it to be good quality content. and. Not to be arrogant or cocky, but I get the impression it is like that anyway. It should be at least because I build it up to that. And I think that if I did do that full time, it just, they would, you, people would sense the lack of quality. They would be like, okay, yeah, yeah. Jack's just bashed this out with little effort or that fly cam he used in that last video. And I mean, he hasn't changed that or he hasn't edited his audio here or it's, you know, you'd just be able to tell. And I think, you know, unless you are burning yourself out making videos every day of that quality focus, you need to adapt to it and it just it just wouldn't work out for me at this current point we'll yeah, see where the fair. future goes uh, i think yeah that's where we can end uh fella mm-hmm. i just want to thank you so much for coming on the landsmeet and just having a great time talking about you know the fandom and characters and yeah content creation as a whole it's been absolutely great to really just sit down and talk to you about all this stuff yeah it was very fun i i first i was very nervous <laughs> i think you uh, i think you heard it <laughs> I was very nervous, but it was a very, very pleasant podcast. It was very much fun exchanging. And who knows, maybe there will be a second one? Yeah, absolutely. Who knows? Where, where can people find you on social media if they want to check out your art or any of your content? I have, well, I have a Twitter account called Fella Draws. Um, and there is a link tree where you can also find my other social media. So. Yeah. Awesome. I'll have that linked in the description down below. But I just want to thank you so much, Fella, for joining and everybody else for listening. If you have listened to this to its full extent, you can also listen to the podcast on Anchor on the go, uh, as well as watching it on YouTube. I also have brand new cover art that was just uh, released today. Uh, obviously, this is being released in the future from today's date, but. It hopefully is going to be on all of the thumbnails. So yes, there has been a slight design change, but hopefully it is for the better and I hope that you like it. But yeah, thank you so much, Fila, and thank you so much, everybody else. But until the next Lance Meet, I will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.